0: Welcome to the Kingstonist Podcast, a daily look at news, sports, and all things Kingston. Brought to you by Taylor Automall. When you buy a certified pre-owned from Taylor Automall, it means you have the backing of Canada's number one pre-owned sales brand. It also means that with your purchase, your vehicle will go through a rigorous 150-plus point inspection, comes with manufacturer's warranty, has 24-hour roadside assistance, and comes with a one-time exchange privilege. We have over 80 certified pre-owned on our lot right now. All makes, all models, anything you need. Certified pre-owned vehicles and Taylor Automall. Above and beyond industry standards. Welcome to Kingston is Sports, brought to you by the Taylor Auto Pleased to be joined once again by my co-host Kyle Campo. Kyle, Kyle uh, missed last week, so he, uh, Will Cunningham fit in, so, filled in for you. So, uh, but welcome back, buddy. And uh, it's been a pretty busy, busy
1: week. Yeah, a lot going on, kind of all over the place. And yeah, thanks again for Will for filling in last week. A little table conversation between <laughs> you and your your youngest there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, uh, we'll start off with the uh, the NBA uh, free agencies coming up. Uh, Obviously, everybody's talking about Kawhi and uh, what, what what he's going to do, and I think there's only one person in the world that knows. And not even, I was going to say two, maybe his uncle, but I I think uh, Kawhi's the only guy that knows what's gonna, how this is going to play it.
1: I think if it was up to Uncle Dennis, I think he'd be staying in Toronto based yeah. on the relationships that he has made personally with Masai Ujiri and a lot of the Raptors brass. But, yeah, I think it's certainly only Kawhi Leonard knows. I think there's more and more steam getting behind the idea that he's going to stay in Toronto for at least one season and then yeah. do kind of what LeBron James did when he was in, resigning Cleveland, have to kind of that one year to feel things out a little bit more and then potentially move on again from there. But some of the pieces starting to fall in. Mark Gasol opting in yesterday. Well, I mean, that was certainly Mark Gasol was going to do that his, anyway. He had to because that's yeah. the
0: only place he's going to get his money. Yeah, he's so. only
1: going to – I don't think anyone else would have paid him. No. At least long term, and I don't yeah. think that he would have made nearly that amount of money. No. So smart move for Gasol, but again, yeah. I think some of the other pieces that from this championship team that continue to fall into place for the raps is certainly another positive, I think, for for Kawhi to kind of see everyone that he had gone through this experience with that's coming back. And and I think that uh right now it looks as though the Raptors are the small favorite ahead of the Clippers, which is something yeah. we haven't been able to say for well, a little and, while.
0: And now, all of a sudden, the Clippers are in on the Clay Thompson uh, uh, sweepstakes, and and you've got potentially two of the top free agents in uh, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson that are going to sign, unless Clay Thompson gets a max deal. But either, these guys are going to get paid huge amounts of money for next year. and either one of them going to be able to play?
1: No, and I think uh, I think the domino for Clay is certainly going to have to wait until KD signs. So if yeah. KD gets the max from the Warriors, And that certainly makes things interesting to see if Clay's is going to re-sign in, in Oakland. Uh, otherwise, yeah, he's been linked to to the Clippers over the last couple of days, and they'd be certainly be willing to give him a max, especially if they miss out on Kawhi. Uh, but yeah, I think that the first domino that's going to fall between 1 and 1A between KD and Kawhi will certainly dictate the rest of the kind of landscape of the free agency market um but yeah clay clay thompson's an interesting name that's come yeah. up a bunch and he's kind of joined in that mix now with the likes of kyrie irving uh, as well as Kawhi. yeah and where, KD. where's kyrie
0: going to end up and and the one we we're talking about kd uh, reports are that he has sold his house in california and has bought a place in New York City. So uh, the Knicks have always been uh, where everybody has thought that KD's going to go, but again, he's the only guy that knows how this is going to play out.
1: And I think there's more and more steam getting behind him and Kyrie teaming up together and potentially going to play for Brooklyn. Look at the the odds makers that have set numbers in Vegas, and Brooklyn is the runaway favorite right now for Kyrie Irving. Uh, And again, if you believe into those links that those two are going to play together next season, well, I guess not next season with KD on the shelf, (laughs) but but I think that there's certainly more steam heading Towards the two of them hooking up uh, and playing for Brooklyn,
0: and now uh, uh, there's a, r- a report out there that the Minnesota Timberwolves have offered Canadian Andrew Wiggins to the Nets in a sign and trade for D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I, I the thing you know I love Andrew Wiggins as a basketball player. He just seems to be you know he uh, seems to be that kid that uh, gets gets punted around a bit. Obviously, uh, uh, LeBron didn't want anything to do with him in Cleveland. Goes to Minnesota and. You know, the kid's gonna be out looks like he's gonna be on the move again and to, to me a kid that's done nothing but play great basketball.
1: Yeah, he seems like he's been a trade chip since he got into the league and and even before he got into the league, as you mentioned, with the 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 draft day trade kind of to get him out of Cleveland and send him to Minnesota, that yeah. Kevin Love trade. Um but yeah, there's been rumors for for D'Angelo Russell not just to go to Minnesota uh, and help out Carl Anthony Towns, which would be a, a pretty big upgrade, I think, uh, for the T Wolves and and huge, I think, for for Carl Anthony Towns. But uh D'Lo kind of linked to a number of other teams potentially going back to play with the Lakers uh, has been kind of what's come out lately as well. And that would be a huge fit for them if they could get him back. Someone they obviously gave up on and and kind of made those deals. But I think that that was just sort of a circumstantial thing when you look back to the Nick Young situation uh, and the two of them kind of uh, had that that leaked phone call that kind of came (laughs) out of that conversation that kind of was pretty incriminating for Nick Young when that was kind of a, a young D'Angelo Russell, who has since kind of moved on, looks more mature, and last year had an incredible year on the court. So I think that he's going to be a name that certainly uh, comes up over the weekend as well, about where he's going to fit in next year, uh, whether that ends up, you know, he stays in Brooklyn with the crew that might be coming in, uh, whether he does go to Minnesota or whether he ends up coming uh, back to the West Coast and plays again with the Lakers for round two.
0: Interesting uh, thing, there was an article, uh, it was in the New York Times, but it's been in other places. Uh, the 75th season of the NBA will be the 2021-22 20, season, and kicking around ideas what to do with the schedule because pe- people actually um, with the uh, with the uh, Kawhi Leonard situation and and managing the amount of games that he plays. It, a lot of teams are, are are looking at this, so they're they're floating around an idea that um, they will shorten the season <clears throat> for that 75th season and hold an in mid-season tournament not a uh, and, and 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 sell the tv rights and all the other broadcasting rights separately and, and like they do in soccer in Europe where you have a have a tournament within a season i think it's a pretty cool idea
1: yeah it's a neat concept for yeah. sure and i think it would maybe get especially if there's some incentive on the line other oh. than just pride oh, oh yeah yeah i know sure there'd, there'd be, be a lot monetary, of money yes yeah, 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 be yeah. some monetary <clears throat> incentive there for uh to make sure that some of their superstar names are playing all the way through the season and not taking the games off I think we talked a couple weeks ago about how, you know, some someone could potentially pay for season tickets or they pay Uh, you know, out out the end for a a huge price for a ticket to go see a team and and some of their marquee players play and they don't end up playing. That's right. It's a a tough marketing tool, I think, for the NBA sometimes to try to justify that. And I think a lot of the franchises have been getting burned on it and uh, obviously they've got some money to spend. So I think that they would absorb that if it meant them to potentially win an NBA title like the Raptors just did with the whole concept of load management. Um, but you're right. I think it would it would definitely bring kind of a, especially in that midseason lull where it seems like more and more teams and more and more players are kind of w- resting themselves. Oh, yeah. And, and really right. not worrying about what happens in the regular season. Uh, and really elevating their game come playoff. Yeah. Like in,
0: you know, December, January, nobody plays defense at no, all. Not <laughs> at all. Yeah. Uh, moving uh, sports. Uh, this is also going to be a big weekend for the NHL uh, with the uh, free agency. And, you know, what, what are your, some of your favorite teams going to do? The leagues and the owners have agreed on a salary cap of $81.5 million. And, Everybody talks about the Leafs, and they've got uh, 19 players signed. Uh, they've got about just over six million in cap space, and they got one big player in Mitch Marner that they got to sign. So they're going to have to move somebody. <clears throat> and really, the only one, if you look at their, you look at their roster, and you look at their cap, the one guy that to me is an obvious choice to move is Nazem Kadri. Yeah. Uh, A, based on the, the he makes just over four million dollars, then there goes your that money. Then we could go to uh, Marner. Uh, and he's also a guy that uh, has proven, um, unfortunately, that they just can't depend on him in the in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and again, it, in, some will argue that you know he kind of had a bit of intensity in the playoffs, and that was something that the Leafs that, that needed. But it, it turned out to be a detriment for them for sure. And I, and he was with not in the lineup, and was someone that they had to rely on. But he certainly wasn't there come crunch time. And yeah, if, Kadri, if they can move on from Kadri. Uh, they already bought out or traded Patrick Marlowe to kind of that was kind of a cap space move to get a yep. little bit more money, and yep. ironically, that money could potentially be going to Marner, who <laughs> developed quite a, a strong relationship <laughs> yeah. with Marlowe's family. Uh, and yeah, so Nazem Kadri could be the big one that the Leafs could see move on. And the other one that seems to kind of be floating around as one of the top chips in terms of free agency is Nikita Zaitsev. So yep. he's one of the the back end guys, obviously of that Leafs defense core, and. Um, Has been kind of a not him personally, but that unit as a whole has kind of been the weak point. But I guess, relatively speaking, with the forward group that they have, you would think that the 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 defense crew would be considered the weaker group. But uh, Zaitsev would be a pretty big loss for the for the Leafs as well. But if, if it means getting Marner signed long term. I think they may have to let him go.
0: Well, in a, in a move that was made years ago, that I'm, I know I'm sure uh, is driving them crazy. They still have uh, one more year left, where they're going to pay Nathan Horton five just over five million dollars not to not to play, and they have one more year left in retaining uh, some of Phil Kessel's uh, salary, which I believe it's over a million. I can't. I think it's about a, about a million and a half. Let's say could, I think it's a little less, but still, that that would be. You know,
1: they're, At this point, the Leafs are sort of looking for for change in the couch yeah. to come up to pay Marner. Well, certainly, and I think that they're going to have to dig deep because yeah. Marner's going to demand quite a bit of money, and rightfully so. He's been one of the better young players in the league over the last couple of seasons and is certainly someone that Leafs fans are are buying into and, and see him as being a part of the future alongside Austin Matthews, uh, John Tavares, and potentially Nylander uh, and, a, and a few of the other guys that have made up that core, that young core over the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, they're they're certainly going to have to scratch and see if they can get some money and then hopefully uh, at the end of next year get Horton's yeah, money off the books. They, and they
0: get a lot of money freed up after next year. But yeah,
1: the, the NHL kind of salary cap <clears throat> and, and money that's counted to the books is a little strange and we kind of saw that yesterday with Roberto Luongo yeah. retiring. Uh, and and the Canucks being on the hook for the end of his contract that's with right. Florida,
0: yeah, and that's a then that's a contract that was signed by Mike Gillis who right. hasn't been there in, in a number of years. Yeah. So, and then at the other end of the scale in the Atlantic Division, you look at uh, so the Leafs have 19 players signed. They have six just about six point six point two million in cap space. Then you look at the Ottawa Senators who only need to sign six players, but they have over just over 34 million in cap space. And so people say, well, maybe they'll offer sheet to Mitch Marner. I don't think Eugene Melnick wants to get into a pissing contest with MLSE over a hockey player.
1: No, and yeah. certainly not when you take in all the the theatrics with that rivalry over the years. I mean, it could add a little fuel to the fire, and maybe something that is has been missing in the Senators organization over the last couple of years. Obviously, there hasn't been a lot to just smile about in the in the Canadian capital in terms of hockey, uh, with the on and off ice product being yeah. what it is. Um, but you know, would yeah. be. Not the best idea, I don't think, no. in terms of the uh, <clears throat> in terms of the off ice movement and, and and stuff within management there. But yeah, they've got a ton of money, um, and they could potentially sign a lot of guys and potentially or bring in a, a few in terms of high impact guys and pay them. Oh, could they ever more they're, they're than what money. they are probably yeah. worth? Yeah. Uh, and there's a couple of other restricted free agents. You look at Patrick Line being another guy in Winnipeg who. Had a bit of an off year last year, but is still He'll kind of a restricted back. free agent, yeah. and I think he's set to to continue playing on in Winnipeg. So a lot of big names that are restricted free agents, um, but I think if if you're looking to get paid, then Ottawa might be the yeah. place to go, and obviously a team in rebuild and might be something uh, if you're not. A veteran chasing a cup, it might be something worthwhile to, to reinvest in to get back into a team, kind of building from the ground level up. And the owner promised that uh, he's going to sign some big names, so we'll see if he puts his
0: money where his mouth is this yeah, weekend or uh, over the he's, summer.
1: He's promised a lot oh, yeah. of things he's over the last cat. little while. <laughs>
0: uh, moving to the CFL, week three uh, kicks off. Uh, um, we were talking just back and forth by text yesterday. You know, there's some uh, – some, Guys with Kingston backgrounds that are uh, really contributing, and the one guy, Bayridge, from Kingston, went to Bayridge. Lewis Ward, uh, still on fire as a as a place kicker for the Ottawa Renegades.
1: Yeah, he's unbelievable. And yeah. and just the looking and 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 doing some research on Lewis, and uh, obviously hearing his name a lot within CFL fanfare, but setting the kind of football record, world record for consecutive field goals made passing Adam Vinatieri last year. Uh, I believe the number was around 45. Yeah, now he's in the 50s. Yeah, consecutive field goals made. So and was looking up some of his stats and he's made 60 of his last 61. So pretty unbelievable for for Lewis Ward and uh, someone who graduated from the Bay Ridge Blazers or Bengals football program. Yeah, I don't really
0: remember him in high school, but I certainly remember him playing for Ottawa U. He was, he was lights out there. And then,
1: yeah, so coming out of, out of the Kingston football product and then uh, graduating and going on to playing at uh, at U Ottawa uh, and being a a huge factor for the success of their special teams there. Yeah. Uh, And, and stayed, and stayed in that area for his professional football. And, Red Blacks fans and 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 brass have certainly been ecstatic to see him, and he's continued on a, a pretty miraculous stretch here. And the other guy that's in
0: the CFL that I thought was a was a monster here at Queens, it uh, was Derek Wigan, and and Derek Wigan is a guy that, uh, as I recall, when when the when the the, the CFL draft was uh, just before he was drafted, it's um, my phone going off. Uh, just before he was drafted, he was he was projected to be a second-round pick. And he didn't go to the fourth round, so you think, oh, you know, what's going on there? And it's just CFL screwing around with Canadian kids. And this is a guy that has really emerged as uh, one of their top D linemen in Calgary and and somebody that uh, that they really depend on. He's he's become as big a player in Calgary
1: as he was here in Kingston. He was a big reason why they were <clears throat> the defending great cup champions and was more uh, of a specials and rotational guy in his early on years and, and started to kind of grow from there. But, yeah, he's been – an instrumental part of the success of the Stampeders over the last couple of years. And is a huge presence, really, really great guy, really nice down to earth uh, kind of re- pretty quiet. Uh, but once he gets on the field, just oh, yeah. totally just flips beast. that switch. And he yeah. is uh, he's been one of the better pro- uh, products to come out of the Queens football program over the last 10, 15 years. And is somebody who is hopefully going to have a, a pretty sustained and lengthy CFL uh, career uh, and yeah again is a huge reason why they won the Grey Cup last year actually brought the Grey Cup to the Arc I believe uh, a couple of weeks ago to kind of show off some hardware to some former teammates and, fo- and former colleagues here at Queens and yeah, hopefully Derek can continue his, his success there. Yeah, I hope Calibre.
0: so. I looked at somebody from sort of that vintage, uh, like Shamari Williams, who did play before him, but I thought Shamari would would have a, you know, you'd always think a guy like that would have a 15-year CFL career, but because of injuries and just being in the wrong place at the wrong time, sometimes it, it didn't work out like I thought it would, like a lot of people thought it would. Uh, Matt Webster, another uh, guy who having a having, uh, had A bad week, everybody in Toronto had a bad week yeah. last week, but uh, he's a guy that uh, you know, he he has stuck on a CFL team,
1: yeah. And Webster was somebody <clears throat> who Queens was hoping to get back for his return year after the CFL draft, but he went to camp and yep. in, in Saskatchewan at the time and impressed and was somebody that was uh, uh yeah, who, who cracked onto a CFL roster and was likely gonna see a lot of reps and special teams, but really broke himself on and has, has played some significant minutes over the last couple of seasons, now playing with the, the Toronto Argonauts uh, alongside um, other Queens for, former Queen's Gales defensive star, uh, Nelkos Cuimo. Yeah. So he, he joining that mix as well. Um, so f- three of the guys in the CFL that are former Queen's guys on the defensive side. Uh, And then of course, Matt O'Donnell playing for the Edmonton Eskimos on the offensive side. Did not work
0: out for Chris O'Sakusi in Montreal after going to the Cleveland Browns uh, rookie camp. Uh, I suspect that he'll be back in the OUA somewhere. He's going to med school. I can't remember where he won't, will not be back with the Gales, uh, but he probably will be back in the OUA and, Maybe give uh, the CFL another shot, but it, as he is going to med school, so uh, I would suspect that uh, perhaps academics are going to take precedent over a CFL career.
1: Yeah, I think so. As it, I mean, he, he had kind of the the pipe dream or the idea there of going down to Cleveland Browns yeah. camp and potentially uh, carrying that over and and getting on an NFL roster, even an NFL practice roster, would have been a pretty nice paycheck that would yeah. be worthwhile of delaying the the med school. Uh, pathway, But, uh, yeah, certainly I think Chris is, is going to look towards academics first and then potentially get uh, another year at least in with the OUA uh, and then perhaps pursue things football-wise down the road. But, uh, yeah, I think med school might be the way to go for him.
0: And with football, don't forget, uh, coming, starting on July 7th, all well, the teams come into town on the 5th, but starting on July 7th, the Canada Cup uh, football tournament held at Richardson Stadium. Uh, games kick off on uh, Sunday, July 7th. Uh, four games on the Sunday, four games Wednesday, four games Saturday, the U16 tournament on Tuesday and Friday of that week. So a lot of great football coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, at Richardson and uh, uh, really looking forward to seeing uh, a lot of uh, great, you know, great, the best high school football you're going to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll be a great showcase yeah. for, for some of the young talent across the country. Um, I mean, we still maybe haven't seen the the influx of Canadian players into the NFL like we have with some of the other sports with the NBA in particular yeah. and uh, and some more and more guys making their way up uh, in the MLB ranks. But certainly a, a lot of uh, Canadian talent that is in the NFL and and obviously a, a plenty in the CFL. So hopefully these are some kids that are going to make their way into playing some OUA football that you'll see down at Richardson Stadium, not just this week, uh, but hopefully throughout their university careers as well in a few years' time um yeah some really high level high caliber talent Absolutely. and and some some really quality football that you could be able to get down and watch it,
0: it, it's amazing how much football has changed how it has developed and from I was saying to will last week you know you go into grade nine and they throw a helmet at you and you go and beat each other's brains out uh for the fall and that was about it and you and but now the kids have an opportunity to play football almost year round yeah so it's uh it's great you're going to see some great talent uh kyle uh thank you uh for this and uh have a great Canada Day weekend and we'll see you next week. Sounds good, but right, everybody